On this episode of the AC Sports Report, we have Paul Perutka. Paul is a husband, father, coach, and yes, sports commentator for high school athletics. This is Sue Thompson, Executive Director and League Commissioner for the Interscholastic Athletic Association of Maryland. The IAM formed in 1999, and our purpose is to provide structure and organized support for interscholastic competition for female student-athletes at our 30 member schools. We are represented in seven counties and Baltimore City. To achieve our goals, the IAM regards athletics and competition as a vital part of the educational process, meaning that our focus includes the promotion of the physical, mental, moral, social, and emotional well-being for all student-athletes. By offering 14 sports, the IAM oversees hundreds of teams and well over a thousand female athletes each year who are ready to compete in sanctioned meets, matches, and games, and even more to create memories and experiences that will last a lifetime. The IAM embraces the highest ideals of fair play, integrity, and respect. For schedules, scores, and current news, please go to our website at www.iamsports.com. That's www.iamsports.com. If you've been looking for someone that talks about youth sports in the DMV, from basketball to football, volleyball, soccer, lacrosse, baseball, and softball, you've found it. We are the authority. This is the AC Sports Report. There's a thriving community of youth sports in the DMV, and we cover it all. From interviews to game reports to player scouting, public and private schools, and we even cover the college recruiting process. This is the AC Sports Report, and here's your host, John Miller. Paul, welcome to the show. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. So this is exciting. So we're just getting into season two. Uh, Paul helped me at Concordia Prep with mostly girls basketball. We did some boys lacrosse too. We did, yes. We had one game where we, we called it, but we weren't. the microphone wasn't on. And then I think it was another game we actually got the mic on. And we had the mic on for the other game, yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get it right this year. Yeah. We, got, we got time. Well, we got one year left. So because you have five kids, three left in high school. Three left in high school. I have twin boys who are seniors at Concordia, and then I, my stepdaughter Haley is a senior at Concordia. All Ooh. all involved in different things. Haley with soccer and basketball. Hayden playing lacrosse, and Brennan with the theater program. Busy, busy, busy. So we we stay busy. That's good. That's good. And your wife puts up with all this driving around, and you helping her, and she'd have it no other way. You know, you know, like we we were joking yesterday. All the kids were out of the house. Now, you know, they're, they're all driving and with friends and all that. And she was just looking. And we're looking at each other like, what are we going to do next year? They're all going to be like, we went from five to three. Then everybody out of the house, like, what are we, what are we going to do? So we're figuring it out. All right. So I jumped way ahead. We got we to learn just a little bit about Paul so, we, yeah. so people know who we're talking to. Uh, I always like to ask high school, did you go and did you play a sport? I did. I went to Mount Carmel in Essex and um, played basketball there. Played soccer leading all the way up to high school and then stopped playing soccer right right at high school. But um, played basketball through high school and was um, 
your very average player. Enjoyed being on a team, um, no superstar here, but um, but very much enjoyed it. And then um, that was it. After after high school, the um, I still continued to play in some men's leagues sometimes with, with stuff like that. But uh, but that was it. So you went to Mount Carmel. What's the mascot there? Uh, the Cougar. The Cougars and they're in Essex. Yeah. You played basketball, but leading up to that, you said you played a lot of soccer. So would you consider yourself a soccer player or a basketball player? I would say basketball player. My kids may differ with that because when we're out there playing, they they like to laugh at me and think that they could tear me up. But um, I, w- I would say more of a basketball player. That that's what I enjoy playing, and um, I, I love soccer. I love the game of soccer, but I really I, I can't run like that anymore, or or take that pounding out there. So if you were going to coach one or the other, would you coach soccer or coach basketball? So just the opposite on that. So soccer. So I have coached both. Um, more on a serious nature of uh, soccer for many years, club level and um, at Concordia for a year. Um, I've coached some high school rec basketball teams. I don't know how these basketball coaches do it. I mean, it is so quick of a game and you drop a play and the kids go out there, your players go out there and two of them don't do what you're supposed to do and the play looks crazy, right? Where soccer, you're doing all the work during practices and then the game, the kids just play. And so, so coaching soccer, I'm much more comfortable with. Yes. So you said you coached in high school for a bit. Did you coach anywhere else soccer? I coach club soccer. I started, um, with my oldest son, I was coaching in Perry hall in the rec rec program. Then my younger son with my twins, one of my sons, Hayden, um, was much more into sports, and I started on a club level. So for one year, I coached at uh, Pipeline North, and um, and then after that year, we moved to Cardiff um, out in Harford County, and I continued to coach there for, for quite a while and um, and had had a great time. We played in, um, you know, President's Cups, State Cups, and really really enjoyed that you really there's really a bond in that because you're you're staying with the same kids the same families for years after years after years and um and then I had one year at Concordia where I coached a JV team when we were trying to put the JV program together at Concordia. Um, with it being a smaller school, all they had was varsity. And then we reached a point where they're trying to grow the program. And to do that, you need a JV program, right? You, you need kids to be playing and then be able to move up to varsity. And the head coach for Concordia, um, Neto, I, I have known for years through club soccer, and then when Hayden became a freshman there and was playing varsity, he approached me about um, working with the JV program. And I did that for a year there. And then COVID came and things kind of changed a little bit after that. So Neto is the varsity head coach for boys soccer at Concordia Prep. And I think he played professionally. Was it with yes. the Blast? Or? He played, he, he played um, professionally in Brazil and he played with the Blast, yes. Got it. And Concordia Prep's boys varsity team at least is now the a conference in the miaa so they're playing top tier soccer out there top tier he has brought that program a long way a very very long way from you know when he started they were c conference and and he's brought them up you know a lot of recruiting bringing kids in and and that's what high school sports is now for for the bigger schools it's it's a lot of recruiting and bringing it in and and netto runs a soccer club, Braza, and so he has a lot of talent over there, and then bringing some of those kids into Concordia has really made a difference. That's cool. Now, you have some hockey experience, too. Do you have one of your kids play some hockey? 
My stepson, Christian, uh, plays hockey, and he played for Calvert Hall four years at uh, Calvert Hall Hockey. He also played for TI, which is a club team out of um, Ice World in Hartford County. And then he played, He, um, I guess he started playing for Towson University. Um, when he started at Towson, he started during the COVID years. And so they did not, um, they have a club team there. And um, this past, last year, he, um, he made the team, but it just didn't work out. He did not have his school schedule set up to be a hockey player. Um, practices were early in the morning in Hartford County. He's living at Towson. Classes are in Towson. And he was, he was, it was just too hard for him to be able to get back for morning classes. And he just made the decision then that hockey wasn't going to be anywhere else in his future after college. And he, he just wanted to enjoy his college experience and concentrate on his studies and enjoy himself. So it's interesting to know that there, there's, there's athletic scheduling for classes sometimes. Like if you know what team you're going to want to be on and you can kind of see what your practice schedule is going to be you take classes around that instead of trying to fight your schedule um which was probably hard for him to do oh once you already have your academic schedule in place without a doubt i mean a lot of kids on his team had no morning classes at all so you know they they, they set it up that way so that they go to practice in the morning come back to their dorm shower and then and then go off in the afternoon to their classes very cool so one of your children is going to go to college, and it sounds like they may have gotten a scholarship to play at the next level. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Uh, so my stepdaughter, Haley Ford, has um, verbally committed to Albany um, up in New York, and um, she'll be playing basketball there for the next four years. So was there a recruiting process? I mean, was, there, did the coaches reach out to Haley or, or your wife or you, or, or how'd that work? There is. There is it is. Um, so much more to it than we ever realized. Um, so, you know, it starts with with basketball, and I would I would say the main the main places these coaches are going is to the AAU tournaments. Um, college coaches can go to these tournaments. They they can see a hundred kids, hundred girls in a weekend. You know, and, and I'm just talking girls basketball here with this. So. Um, there would be a lot of schools that reach out um, for there's different rules for your different divisions. So your division one coaches are under very strict guidelines. They have what is called a live period. Um, and during that live period is when the coaches can actually come to these games to, to see the girls play. And then right after this live period's over, there is a window that opens up that the coaches can reach out and talk to the girls um, it could be from anything to just having conversation with them, um, and, and stating that they're interested to making them formal offers to, to come to their school. Um, you know, we went through this process for a couple years. Um, I, I would say that starting sophomore and junior, you know, sophomore year is really where it starts for, for these girls. Junior year is where it ends because, they will so Haley will not play AAU basketball next year um, because she's out of the AAU basketball season is during the summer and then she's done so so most girls you know who are seniors are not playing during that time so junior year is their big year sophomore year you know some stuff happens but um, they're they're ma- they're they're being seen by coaches and so certain so these schools reach out to to the girls and so for Haley. 
um, she had a quite a bit of interest and um, talking to coaches and visiting schools. And then this year, um, during her tournament schedule during July, which leads right up to the uh, live period, she was in Atlantic City for a tournament and then in Indianapolis and Chicago and then to Richmond. So it was, it, it's a very busy schedule. Um, luckily, my wife, her mother, uh, Shelly, um, works remotely and, and can go on the road with her and, and work. Um, a lot of these parents, you know, I, I've, I do partial trips. I'll do like, you know, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then head back to work and stuff like that. But, you know, in the hotels you're seeing just, you know, it's hundreds of teams at these big hotels. And, in the mornings, you're seeing parents all down in the lobby on their computers working, right? Because because you can't go away for three weeks at a time and not and not continue your job. So um, so Haley, um, after this period here, she had been talking to Albany for about a year, along with other schools too. And um, leading up to this, she had last year she had one. Um, offer and then things kind of died down for her and and then what you see with these ki- with these girls is sometimes you see that pressure setting in then because social media right you have everybody posting that they're they're committed or or they have these offers and then you know the the, the first offer she had was was not a fit for her um, now she played with a, a very good AAU team the Philly Bells um, very. Good coach there who helped her and guided her through everything. And um, but then during this, after this live period, things just really opened up for her. And um, and she started getting a lot of offers and between division one, division two schools. And honestly, she wasn't sure what she wanted to do. So at first, I think with a lot of kids, their their first thought is division one. And she wasn't then sure. She she wanted to do other things in life. She had she has no aspirations of wanting to be a professional WNBA player. So she then had to decide whether that's a fit or does she want to go Division Two and have a little more freedom in in what she wants to do. So she she was looking at at both and um and then just and then when she was looking at other schools, she got the offer from Albany where she's always felt comfortable and it's division one. So it's, it's going to be more um, responsibility on her and, and stuff like that. But, um, but she accepted and uh, so we're, we're, we're really excited for her. She feels it's a great fit there and um, we're really excited. So how does, how does that work when you get an offer? Do they like uh, send, do they get up in her DMS and send her something on Instagram saying, Hey, you want to play for us? Do you have to sign something right away? Or so, is there any pressure associated with this offer? Do they call you and say, all right, this is a one-time offer. You got to tell me now if you want to come or not. How does that work? So a lot of schools are different based on their program. So we, we did have some schools that's, that said, you know, this offer will be on the table until, until whenever, um, you know, we just ask you to keep us updated um, and then they'll get back to her and say, you know, we only have two scholarships left. Um, with 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 Albany, there were, there was no deadline, but they make you know they're they're very they're very honest, and, and that's all they ask for the the athletes also. And they'll say, I have two scholarships available to make an example, and and you are num- you're you're number one on my list. However, I also have five other girls that I have to move down that list at some point. So they're not putting that pressure. And 
you know, and it's also a lot different for these girls moving from high school to college now also because of the transfer portal. So if you're, you know, if you're a coach and, and you have three spots open on your team, instead of having to bring in freshmen, you know, a coach could look at this transfer portal and, and pull in a junior or pull in a senior. And because of COVID, there's a lot of, you know, girls, athletes, whoever, who, who now have an extra year of eligibility. So, so everything in the whole college landscape is changing, you know, and, and people are just learning as, as they go along because it's, it's all, everything's changing. But, but with, with Haley's example here, um, she knew right away. Um, she had had other offers, you know, where, where she was like, you know, maybe, and, and, you know, you know, talking to us and stuff like that, but it was nothing where she felt like this is right. And, you know, Shelly and Haley toured a lot of colleges and people, the advice that, that, Haley was given and Shelly also by by coaches by by um, college coaches by her AAU coaches when you're in the right spot you will know it and that's all I can tell you is is when you're in the right spot you will know it and and she knew it there so we're we're like I said we're we're very excited she she was she she pretty much had it narrowed down between two schools one was in Florida and um Selfishly, I I wanted her to choose up north, um, so we could see more games. She would be traveling down here, um, to this area, Delaware, Towson, UMBC. Also, um, but I didn't want to influence her. You know, I didn't want to be the one to say through that. But um, you know, one of one of the things that the Albany coach said to her before she left, after they they had given her the offer, and and when your question was, how do they give this offer? Is you know they'll just they were touring. They were up in Massachusetts. They had just come from New Jersey. They um, they contacted Haley and asked her. Um, they were going to do it over Zoom. Um, but when they found out she was close to the area, they asked her to to come in and um, they present what they're offering her. And and they're just asking, you know, for a verbal commitment. Um, there will be the actual signing day um in the spring but but this is just a verbal commitment that um you know i guess either side could back out but either neither side should and um and um you know she she decided in in one night that's cool yeah so before the show we were talking a little bit and you were saying how your wife would drive her an hour two hours away about an hour and a half yes on tuesdays thursdays saturday and sunday for practice yes she yeah. play, she play, we we live in maryland we live in perry hall and and she was practicing in new jersey with uh with the philly bells she would not i mean she was playing for the philly bells and practicing in new jersey you also described sometimes she would be up six o'clock in the morning going to training mm-hmm. out in the driveway shooting for hours just for form yep. um this leads me to a question how, how, how do you know you you played High school sports. You were a soccer guy till high school, and then you played some basketball in high school. But then you were like, you know, I'm good. I'm not going to try this in college. How do you know Haley? How did you know Haley was going to be a college player? I mean, so I, I think you see that the kid wants it, and and that's what I always say. And and I say this not just as a parent, but as a coach too, who coached club soccer leading all the way up. Um, you know, through a younger age, a lot of kids are just naturally physically better than other kids it's, it's just the way it is but as you continue to grow and get older 
those kids are all now being grouped together at higher levels and and every everybody's got this um, same natural skill set and it's it's about putting in the work and so with with Haley she would want to go to training at six o'clock in the morning in Glenarm with with her trainer Josh on Sunday mornings. Um, she would be driving out to, um, her father would set her up with a personal trainer for, for working out. And, um, she would be going to that. Um, she would, you know, she felt like she had a bad day shooting. We, we would, she'd be out in the, in the driveway shooting baskets for, for an hour. It could be raining and, 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 and doing that, but like, you just saw that work ethic in her. Right. And, and so that's when you know that that's what they want, right? And and that doesn't guarantee that they're going to get to that next level, right? I mean, I mean, you can put in all the work and it just might not work out and that's okay. But when they're putting in that work, then you want to do what you can do to help them. And and for my wife, that was that was making that drive and um you know, it it, it was a huge commitment, but but it it really did pay off because she was in the right setting with the right coach. For the AAU, um, she has the right coaches here at Concordia, where she's at. Um, loves all of her coaches, but every everything everything worked out well, and we we feel very fortunate because it doesn't always work out well. You know, it's not always that happy ending, but but it did for her. It's very cool. As a coach and parent, step parent, husband, if there is someone else listening, maybe there's another parent out there. Maybe they got a kid and they're not sure. Should I push my kid harder? Am I pushing him too hard? Um, not knowing exactly, maybe there's the kid's a ninth grader, an eighth grader. Do you have any advice for for the parent out there? I, I say you have to listen to your kid. Um, so as a as a coach, as a soccer coach, I love soccer. Um, my son Hayden played soccer from six years old all the way up um, freshman year varsity on Concordia. They won the B conference championship. Um, I got involved with the program and. You know, my 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 thoughts, my aspirations is to play in college one day. Um, after freshman year, he he came to me and said, "I, it's it's not what I want anymore. I don't want to play soccer." And it was it was it was hard for me, you know, to to hear that. But you know, they got the kids have to want it. And as a soccer coach, a lot of times, I would see, especially at a younger age, the parents want it more than the kids do. And and and. And that's it happens. It's natural, and but but that's that's not going to take it to where it needs to be. The kid has to want it, and if they don't, it's okay. So in my in my situation, you know, Hayden um, stopped playing soccer. He started playing lacrosse after not playing for five, six, seven years in high school in his sophomore year, and it, it's killing it out there. You know, he, he's a starting defender, and he is waiting for a senior year here to play and loves it, loves to coach and, and loves everything. And um, so that's my biggest advice is, is if it's not what they want, it's not what they want. And, and, and you, you can't make them want it. That's good advice. I usually end with uh, asking the coach or the, or the player or the person to kind of share their social media, but you're not pushing any of mm-hmm. your own social media. So maybe these people should go follow the Philly Bells or follow Concordia Prep. Where, what will you be doing in the, the winter and, and spring, Paul? So this will be a busy year. So I'll be on, um, I'm always at, the, at Concordia and at the away games watching Haley's soccer and basketball. Um, I'm at the boys lacrosse games watching Hayden and 
I enjoy sports to the end, but I am now becoming a theater guy with my son, Brennan. So you will see me also at um, all the plays that um, Brennan will be in the spring play, the um, the fall play and the spring play, Concordia. Um, he also does um, some plays at CCBC for uh, um, Children's um, Playhouse Theater and um so we we were er, everywhere. I'm also John calling calling games with you. I'm calling um, women's basketball, doing the commentating for that. We did some lacrosse. I did one men's basketball game. So so I will be I will be somewhere around Concordia. Very good, Paul Perutka. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the AC Sports Report. As you know, there's a massive scene of youth sports in the DMV, and it's our passion to cover it all. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.alstoncarlisle.com. Till next time, this has been the AC Sports Report.